Victory, my family, my friends, we are so honored that you are with us this weekend. This is an awesome weekend. What a weekend to be in church. Not only do we have powerful praise and worship, incredible fellowship with the community of believers here, but we also have a different preacher preaching in each service. So we have Pastor John Doherty preaching, Pastor Aaron Johnson, Pastor Sam Grosso, Pastor Mark Kresge. The service you're in, you're gonna hear an incredible sermon from one of those pastors pouring into our church. I know God's gonna speak to you, so let's lean in. Hey, hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Welcome to Saturday night service. This is my family. Hey, say hi, Jude. Nice. So, well, hey, because here at Victory, we are a family. Here, now, don't touch this, okay? So, no mas. All right. So, because we are here at, uh, because here at Victory, we are a family, um, you know, I'm glad that you guys are with us tonight. We even want to welcome those who are here watching us online. Can everyone wave and be like, hey? Well, um, you know, one thing before, before we get started, uh, I, I, I just want to say I'm so thankful for our pastors, Pastor Paul and Ashley. How many of you guys can give it up for Pastors Paul and Ashley? You know what? Right now, let's just say, let's say a prayer over tonight's service and over Pastor Paul and Ashley, and then we're going to get into the word. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. You ready to pray? Jude, can you pray? Monty, can you pray? <laughs> okay. Let's pray. God, we thank you, Jesus, for your word. God, we thank you, Jesus, that it is alive. And when we read your scripture, it reads us. God, we thank you, Jesus, that it comes right where we are at, but it calls us forward in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for our pastors, Pastor Paul and Ashley, that they hear your voice in the name of Jesus. Lord, your angels protect them. And we pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, we thank you for giving us today our daily bread, for forgiving us of our trespasses so that we can forgive others who've trespassed against us. Lord, we thank you that you deliver us from temptation. For yours is the kingdom and the glory and the honor and the power. And everybody said, amen. amen. Can you guys wave bye? <laughs> all right, you guys, all right, hold on. I need this, I need this. Okay, can you blow it one time for me? Okay, here, like this. Ready? Can you do it? Okay, yeah, you go ahead and take that. I don't need that. Um, well, hey, you know, hey, isn't family great? How many of you guys have kids in here? Right? So some of you guys come to Saturday night because it would be impossible you trying to get your kids ready for Sunday morning. It's almost like that. We just have to wake up earlier and... You know, we're definitely not perfect. Sometimes we come in disheveled or missing pants, but it's okay. Everyone have their pants on tonight. It's good. <laughs> in the right place. We want to welcome all of our VIPs. If it's your first time here, we're so thankful that you're here, that you decided to be with us tonight. And we believe God has something very special for you. My name is John. I get to serve here as the creative pastor at Victory, so I get to work with all the incredible people that work up in our AV sound, from the print to the web design to all of our camera people. So can we clap it up for all the behind-the-scenes people? Those are my people. We're so thankful for them. They make a lot of things um, happen and, and go around here at Victory. Well, as you saw our family, you saw that 
you know, like we have been, uh, for us, definitely in times of transition. In the summer, it's kind of a transitional um, time because if you are a parent, especially like you're trying to figure out, okay, trying to get my daughter, she's starting kindergarten uh, this upcoming year. So figuring all of that out, um, you know, and maybe, maybe you just graduated and you're, and you're here and you're kind of in this in-between moment. The, the thing is, is that transition is happening around us. But I also believe in the body of Christ, the capital C church. Transition is happening around us. And what I mean by this is like, you guys know that song that they just sang? It was really powerful about waiting on the presence of God for the spirit of God to move. Man, I believe that was prophetic, yeah. right? I believe that there's no doubt. And the reason why, if you're new here and you're like, are you getting ready to talk about the Holy Spirit? You're about to weird me out. This is not Harry Potter casting spells, but this is, this is legit and it's in scripture. And tonight we're actually gonna talk about that because I believe that there is transitioning happening around us because God wants to... God wants transition to happen in us so he can make transition happen through us. Does that make sense? All right. So we're catching up with, with uh, the disciples. Now, before, before we get it, the disciples had left everything to follow Christ. They were literally with him day and night for solid three years. All the while, Christ kept trying to prep them. One day, he would leave them and that the Holy Spirit would come. So... We pick up Acts 1, 4 through 5. They're probably slamming on some fried chicken or something like that. And all of a sudden, he, he silences them. And in Acts 1, he says this. He says, well, let's put this scripture up on screen. Wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized you with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. That's powerful. That's the word of God. That's not, I mean, I didn't say that. But, and, 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 and this is something that God has been working inside me on. You know, we just recently, we went to Kenya, Africa. And I, yeah, and it was a powerful missions trip. And whenever I went, I realized I'd just been chilling for a little bit in my spiritual walk. And if, if, every, if, I, if everyone else on here is like on fire and you're good, that's awesome. I want to learn from you. But I was not. And so when I was there, all of a sudden, I started seeing these passionate people. And I saw, you know, this man who had, who, who had no appendages. He had no legs. And he came down front, and he was just worshiping God. And he was crying. And I just thought, that is the passion I want. And God said, it's time for you to press in. Because presence requires pressing in. And it requires things sometimes to move outside of it. So God began doing a transition in me. And so recently, God has really just been pushing me more and more in Scripture and staring at the Word of God. Because here's the thing that's so cool about Scripture is that you can stare at it and you can literally make it your own. You can take that Scripture. You can pray it over your kids. You can pray it over your work. It's not about you just being in church. Like, people think Scripture is for church people. Man, it should help our everyday life. Like, this should help your Monday morning, your Tuesday morning, your Wednesday morning, if you take your Advil, and then your coffee, and you're just like, I need more help. It's like, man, if you stare at Scripture, like, it's a prescription for the presence of God welcomed in your everyday life. And so this is what he says. So you've been through, and, and there are some people, I understand you've been through a lot of change, and you're like, I've been through a lot of change, and it's been very difficult on me. Let's catch you up on the story of Mary. Mary gave birth to the Messiah, the Son of God. That's a big pill to swallow. That's like, oh my goodness. Why would God choose me? Then she sees her son murdered, crucified. 
She sees that happen. That's also a lot to take in for a mother. And as soon as she goes to, to, to the burial to pay him respects and, and, and all that stuff and, and to weep, all of a sudden, he's not there. Her son has resurrected. And she's like, this is a lot. A lot of transition. Then, just as she's getting used to, her son is either the Messiah, Casper, or an Avenger, she realized, he says, Mom, I gotta go. He begins to ascend into heaven. And she's like, how y'all how gonna do this to a mom? I gave birth to his He dies and he resurrected. And now he's going up. And he's saying, listen, I'm sending you a helper. And a lot of times, how do, how do we react to transition and change? So if you're like, I've been through a lot of change. I'm like, no, 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 no. Not compared to Mary. So we got nothing on Mary, okay? <laughs> and, 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 and one thing that God began speaking to me is that the quicker we can transition, all right? There's winning on the other side. In fact, it reminded me, in eighth grade, I played, I played in this basketball league called Champions Basketball League. Champions, yeah, what's up? Anyone who is an OG from Tulsa, you know Champions Basketball is now where Lifetime Fitness is, right there on Memorial. So we, uh, we, play, we, we play basketball, and I remember our coach, him, him practicing us, and he would, he, I, I, in practice, he would be like, okay, He'd say, you're going to play against people that are bigger than you. You're going to play against people that are better than you. And he always pointed at me. And I was like. <laughs> and he's like, you just stay on that. He'd be like, they're going to play against people that are better than you. I was like, oh, I get it. There's a lot of people better than me. And he said, but here's the thing. The way we're going to win is as soon as they score, the quicker we transition and get down on the court, the quicker we'll score. We're going to end up beating teams that we shouldn't beat. And I'm going to put you in positions that you will be in a better position than them. And he said, they may be taller. I'm going to put you in the best position to rebound, to get the ball. He said, but you have to pay attention to our practice. You got to practice like it's a performance, right? And so I remember being like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then one day in, in practice, he got upset because he was like, you're not getting the play right. And I was like, I, I you know, like I'm a, I'm a football player. Like I, my dad is forcing me to play basketball. So, like, I'm about to use all my five fouls, and then I'm out. Like, let's foul out before halftime. Like, that's where the fun stuff is. Like, you're not going to score if you come into the paint. Um, any basket? Yeah, never mind. So, <laughs> and I remember our coach, this is distinctly, he said, he's like, you have to know the plays because there may be some time, if I'm not there, I need you to know what to do. And I was like, you're the coach. I'm always, like, a literal person in eighth grade. I'm that kid. I'm like... You're the coach. Why would you not be at the game? He said, just learn this. And so, and we were, he was exactly right. There was teams that we should be losing to, that we were beating and all stuff. And it was all because we played this quick transition basketball. Now, as you got older, defense got better. And so I don't know if that works. But in eighth grade, you could rock that transition basketball. So as, as, we, were, as we were there, I remember in a game, he gets really intense. The ref kicks him out. Praise God for all the refs. If you're a ref, may God be with your soul. Um, we value you. That's a hard job. Uh, so, and he leaves the gym. And all of us eighth graders are standing there. I'm the first one. I'm like, nobody freak out. Our co and I'm very dramatic. Like, you guys think Paul's dramatic? I was dramatic. 
okay, so I begin freaking out, and I'm just like, our coach just left. What's going to happen? And, as, and, and I remember, I, and I look up at my dad. My dad's not doing anything. He just does this. <laughs> we, were playing this we were playing this team. They were huge. We were down by five points. I was like, this team is, is awesome. Like, what we're up against is insane. And our coach literally just got kicked out. What are we going to do? And I remember our post player, he, he like right here, the bam, hits me right in the temple. I almost blacked out. He said, dude, shut up. He said, we know the plays. And I was like, y'all do? I was like, y'all just, like, just tell me what to do. And I mean, I believed in us. I believe in us. And he's like, we're fine. We're just going to run the plays. We're going to do what he told us to do. And I remember after a few minutes, it was like we started coming back and we started playing better. And I was like, and I remember being so excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so enabled. Like there's no one, like our coach isn't even around. And I remember looking at the other guys. I was like, guys, isn't this great? And they're like, yeah, whatever. Like, because to me, it was such a big thing to swallow. But here's the thing, and I'm going to come back to that, is that that is where Jesus and the disciples were. Then the day finally came, Christ resurrects from the grave. It says a final message before transitioning to heaven. He said, wait in Jerusalem until you receive the power, until the Holy Spirit comes. Then they went to the upper room. I'm going to tell you, God is calling some of us to the upper room right now. And I will say that there is a reason why he's calling us to the upper room. Because sometimes back then, you had to take steps to the upper room. So maybe you're like, I don't know if I'm ready to go to the upper room. It's okay. God is ordering your steps to the upper room. So in your time, and, in, and here at the end of service, here in a few moments, we're going to give an opportunity for the presence of God to guide you, to direct you, for the Holy Spirit to comfort you, to call you out, to challenge you. Because that is what we're about. We're Jesus people and we're Holy Spirit people. But let's keep breaking it down. So... Acts, this is the cool part. Acts 2, 1 through 4. They were all together in one place. Everybody say that together on the count of three. One, two, three. They were all together in one place. I'm going to tell you right here, right now, we're all together in one place. And I believe God is doing something tonight in you. And it's not going to be something that he, it's not, it's going to be through his word. And that's what we prayed. We prayed the Holy Spirit would talk to you tonight. They were all together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven. I love that. The imagery to this is insane. I, it's so, there was a sound from heaven, like the blowing of a violent wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Location, location, location. God told them to wait. You can't... The, Let's set this up. God told them to wait for his presence. And so many times we try to force in the natural what God has intended to put into place in the supernatural. So if God has told you something and you're not seeing it yet, sometimes we, we strive and we try to force things, all right? This is the story where they actually didn't do that. They waited and the power came. Any of you Bible buffs in here, in the Old Testament, God told Abram and Sarah, he said, you're going to have a child in your old age. Time went by, Sarah, she was getting kind of nervous, and she said, Hagar, you're my servant, I want you to sleep with Abram, that way we can have this kid that God told us about. I know, the, the Bible, the Old Testament was like a CW channel TV show, it was a soap opera. So, anyways, 
And what happened? It caused a lot of unneeded drama and, and dissension in that whole family. And guess what? Abram and Sarah ended up having that baby that God promised them, but in God's timing. If you're here tonight, God is telling you, I want you to wait on something that is supernatural. Please do not force it in the natural. Whatever that is, whatever you came in here tonight praying with, working on, whatever it is that is inside of you, God says, I want you to wait. Then he says, I brought them together for one place. God says, I need you to be in that place with those people at this time. I'm not just going to transition you. I'm going to position you. Because it's not just about what God is transitioning inside of us. God is positioning you for power. Holy Spirit power. You're not going to be floating from one place to another place. They were all together in one place. He said, I'm going to anoint you with an individual fire. But it will happen in community that have gathered under my name, waiting on my spirit. You know what Acts 2 showed me? Acts 2 showed me where there is unity, God commands his blessing. But where there is unity in the spirit, God commands his fire. I believe that victory is unifying in the spirit of God. And God is going to command his fire. You're like, are you talking about literal fire? Like, no. I... And you'll see in the scripture, if you stare at it, it says it seemed like fire. We're going to get to that. But what I'm telling you is that there is an anointing that we can walk in in our everyday lives. And we don't have to work for a church to have this anointing. Is that in everything that we do. All right. So let's continue reading. It says they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire. That separated. I want you to circle. I want you to screenshot. I want you to highlight. I want you to focus on separated and came to rest on each of them. I want you to circle that, highlight, screenshot, whatever you're doing, whatever you need to do. Just make sure that you are looking at that scripture. All right. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. The fire came and separated. What does that mean? That means that. The anointing was there for everyone that was in that place. We're all together in one place tonight, and the anointing is for every single person in this room, regardless their age, regardless, regardless where they come from, regardless their past. Oftentimes, we think we can't walk in like, like, you know, Pastor Sharon, she was saying up here, like, we can lay hands on the sick and, like, pray, and they'll get healed. People don't like to talk about the supernatural because... They don't know how to make sense of it. Well, you can't make sense in the natural of a supernatural God all times. That's why it's called faith. Because faith is not always something that you see, right? So as God is growing us tonight, as God is moving something in you, he's wanting you to flow in a supernatural place. And here's the thing. It said it's separated. So separated among individuals. And it rested on them regardless of their past. The anointing has nothing to do with your past. And at the end of my life, due to my flaws, and I don't know, like, anyone else has flaws in here? Come on, dental flaws. All right. <laughs> According to, like, me, at the end of my life, I, I can't be known for perfection, but I can be known for my passion. And that's something that we can have control over. And as the individual fires separated, all right, they separated. And I love that because it means, like, wait. God has anointing for me. They didn't compare fires. <laughs> Don't compare fires. Peter to the disciple, he didn't say, hey, Theophilus, his fire is more yellow and more red. 
His fire flame is a little bit taller than mine. I don't know why he talks like that, but <laughs> let's go there, whatever. Like, you don't compare fires because it separated and it rested on all of them, all of them that were present in the place. And I'm asking you Saturday night, are you present? Are we all together in this one place tonight? Amen. I'm asking the online, are you all together in one place? Amen. What does that mean? It means that this, it says, apply this, and, and this is what I believe is that regardless of your profession, like if we've been set apart for a holy calling, you better believe your anointing can, be, can set you apart. Your anointing can set you apart. I, you can apply this to any profession. Sometimes, uh, at least whenever I was young and I began reading this scripture, I would think that this scripture was like, yeah, there's a lot of people, they were in a room, they began praying, and then like tongues of fire, whatever a tongue is, it appeared over their head. And then I thought, like, that's for church, but how does that help me in college? How does that help me as a father? How does that help me as a department head? You can take scripture and apply it to your department, to your profession. If you're, if you're an artist, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're in the medical practice, whatever it is, you can take this and you can say, hey, this is one thing that me and my wife, we began doing. We began walking through our house. I'm spitting, I'm so sorry. We began walking through our house and we said, God, this is, we are all together in this place. And your anointing, your fire is going to fall on our kids. Yes, even like, they, I mean, like, even, even Jude, even Blythe, even Monty, I believe they can be anointed because I'm speaking scripture over their lives. And there's something important, there's something powerful, because it's not your words and it's not positive speaking. I'm telling you, the word of God is alive. And whenever you speak a live word of God that has spirit behind it over your kids, I'm talking to parents in here, or even to your future kids. If you, don't got, if you, don't, if you do not have kids, you can, still, you can still speak out their anointing. That's what's powerful about that. Come on. So, it said this. It says, Acts 2 we're going to jump down to verse 6. Verse 6. It says this. A crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. <sighs> then, now let's jump down to verse 8. Verse 8. This is what they ask. How is it that each of us hears them in our native language? These are the people. Now, here's the thing. As they began praying in the Spirit, people that were outside, that were outside the room, because there, be, there will always be outsiders listening in on believers. Because they're curious. They're like, what are y'all all about? Are you worth listening in on? So, all of a sudden, a crowd gathered. A crowd, what, what, what God is doing now is he said, I'm going to do something for you publicly, but it's going to start privately. I am going to draw crowds to you. I am going to draw opportunities and influence and other things to you because guess what? Of your private upper room moment. Whatever you're waiting on, the Holy Spirit is ready to anoint you. I'm talking about individual fire. So it says this, and, and, and this is what I believe. God will work signed, signs and wonders through you that will draw crowds. Your job is to be a witness of his fire. Your job is to be a witness of his fire. Why? Because this is what I've realized, is that they came and they were like, how, 
how are you speaking my language? I believe there's gonna be people out in the world that are coming, they're gonna be like, hey, like, I get what you're saying. I get what you're all about. Like, I like this business. I like this thing that you're doing. And like, I, and you're like, really? And they're like, so what are you all about? And you're just like, Jesus. I want you to begin to prepare your answer because God is gonna begin drawing public, he's gonna begin drawing crowds, not for your glory. I'm talking about things that you create, things that you innovate. God is going to be drawing people, they'll be like, man, I dig that. And you're gonna say, you know what? It's the Holy Spirit. And they're gonna go, huh? And then you are now preparing your answer for what you're going to begin speaking to people, for how you hold yourself, because God has an individual fire for you. And so this is what happens. And I'm gonna ask the band to come up. I'm gonna ask the band to come up. So Peter stands up now, and this is what they begin saying. They, they begin saying, they're drunk on cheap wine, on the really tacky mimosas, whatever they are, like, they're drunk. And Peter stands up out of all of them, and this is what he says. He says, we're not drunk. We're living out what was prophesied in the Old Testament. Joel, there was a prophet in the Old Testament named Joel, and he prophesied something, and Peter was like, we're just living it out, like it was already written. And this is what he says. He says, in Acts 2.17, let's jump down, let's jump down. Acts 2.17, I want you to circle this whole thing, highlight it, screenshot it, whatever you gotta do with the Bible. So, Acts 2.17, it says, in the last days, God says. This is Peter talking to all the people who asked, what are, like, we can understand you. How are we able to do that? In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on every kind of people. On every kind of people. On all people. Wait, all people? Even like people with a bad past? On all people. I will pour out my spirit on all people. But what about my cousin? They're rough. On all people. If they're willing to believe. No one is beyond the use of God. In fact, God uses the foolish things to confound the wise. God, help me be a fool for you. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. This is a prophecy of saying that the young, the innovation of the youth will team up with the dreaming of the generals in faith. If you've been in church for a while and you're a general in faith, guess what? God is gonna be putting dreams on the inside of you, but don't bark away young people that wanna come and help carry out these dreams. Same with the young people. As God gives you visions, you won't be able to do it alone. You're gonna have to partner with people that have been there, done that. And that's why I'm so thankful for our founding pastor, Pastor Sharon. Her and our, yeah, come on. Her, her and Pastor Paul and Pastor Ashley, why they're working together because they see the value of this. It, and it says this, your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams when the time comes. When the time comes. When the time comes. I'll pour out my spirit on those who serve me. God, help us serve you. Help us serve you. God, help us serve you. How do we serve? We worship. How do we serve? We do things sometimes that are not always comfortable. If you're reading the Bible, I'm reading, 
you should feel confronted. If you don't feel confronted, you may not be reading the right Bible. <laughs> I mean, it convicts me. Like on the regular, like I'm like, God, I just want to be a better dad. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better department head. And whatever God has given me, I want to multiply it. Like it's not just God's job to multiply. It's my job to multiply. That's what stewardship is. Stewardship is not managing. It's multiplying. That's the difference between employees and bosses. You a boss. Whatever God gives you. We're called to multiply it. We're called to do incredible things, but it's gonna come through the Holy Spirit and it's gonna come on his timing. So all you can do is you can serve God and you can say, God, I want, I want your will for my life. That's why we pray God's will, your will be done, your kingdom come on earth in me as it is in heaven. I remember that, that basketball game that we were at and I remember, I remember being on the bench and then all of a sudden, you know, I get, I get put in, our coach isn't there. We, there's one minute left in the game. There's one minute left and the other team scores so they're now up by two and I'm passing in the ball and we're, we're taking the ball down court and all of a sudden we hear, we hear this screaming from somewhere. Now like we're, we're excited, our nerves, you know, and, and we're, we're all, everyone is like, we're pointing at the game clock, they're like, hold off for the last second, hold off for the last second. And, and, we're, and all of a sudden, we hear this voice above everyone else's screaming, you can do it, you can do it, you know the play, you can do it. And all of a sudden, we look up, and there's a track above our gym, and our coach is up there, and he is screaming, and he's saying, you can do it, you know the play, just let the play develop. And if it develops, you'll be at the right place, at the right time, with the right people, positioned with power. We ended up winning the game. We went nuts. The ref was like, you can't say that. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now is that you have a Jesus in heaven that is up top and he is saying, you know the place. We went over it in practice. Now it's time for you to go to the next level. My voice is cracking. It's all right. What I'm saying is, is that God has an individual anointing for you and we know it and we have it and it's here for us. And we can't rush it. Sometimes we have to let the play develop. And when you let the play develop, you're set up in the right position for the shot. At the end of the day, God is not just transitioning you. He's positioning you with power. God is not just transitioning you. He's positioning you with power. I want us all to stand up over here all throughout the, all throughout the place tonight. And this is what... This is what I want us to go home with, is that we are obedient to God's instruction for each season. And then transition will happen naturally. We're obedient to God's instructions for each season. And then transition will happen naturally. How many in this room tonight, just by a show of hands, or maybe you can slip up a, uh, a pinky or whatever it is, or maybe you can just raise your eyebrows at me. How many of you in this room have, have felt like you've been in transition in some way, form, shape, or other? Okay, yes, 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 yes. Tonight, the Holy Spirit is going to give you a peace that passes all understanding. He's gonna comfort you. He's also going to give you clarity. He may challenge you but he's going to encourage you. So many times we are looking for a ground level evidence of our coach when he's up top screaming, you can do it. 
You can do it. I know it's inside of you. Right now, what we're going to do is the worship band, they're going to start worshiping. And what I'm asking for is we're going to dismiss in about five or six minutes. So you're still going to get out on time early. But I'm going to ask you to practice the presence. If you're in here tonight and you raised your hand, maybe God, maybe you're in here and you're saying, I just need to rededicate my life to Jesus because he hasn't been the king. And so all the stuff you're talking about is kind of vague to me. Well, God can bring clarity to where you're at in your season of life. Maybe you feel like you're in the process, whatever it is, God can bring clarity, God can bring comfort. So as we begin to worship, I want to invite you, hey, come down front. Because sometimes you have to come down to the upper room. There's nothing significant about, there's nothing significant about this carpet up here, but it's something about you moving out of your comfort zone. It's about going up the steps to the upper room. It's saying, I'm gonna go down there and I'm gonna wait and it's gonna be awkward, but I know that as I press, the presence of God is there. And as I go up there, God, you're gonna confirm things. So right now, as we begin to worship for these next few moments, I just wanna encourage you to put everything else out. Let's begin to worship God. Thank you, Jesus. Show us your glory, show us your glory in wonder and surrender we fall down. Show us your glory, show us your glory. Let every burning heart be holy ground. Oh, we cry out.
60 seconds is we're just going to take a moment where we're not going to we're not going to sing but we're just going to be uh, we're going to be still and we're going to be silent um, because I feel like as we practice the presence we can take this into our everyday life and so for these next few moments let's just be still There's times when, when God comes and, and it feels like fire and it feels like a violent windstorm. And then there's times where he speaks clearly in the stillness. That's why we can't pin down the Holy Spirit to any um, certain way he works. If we could <clears throat> tonight, what I'm gonna ask is I'm gonna ask is that we all Let's all pray together. Let's all pray this together. If you would repeat after me, say, thank you, Jesus, for your love, for your Holy Spirit. Be my Lord, purify my heart. Reign in my life. I choose you not only as my savior, but as my Lord. God, I welcome the presence of God in my life every single day, even when I least expect it. 
I welcome the Holy Spirit into my life every single day. 